Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pause I Am Radio with your host, Robert Brining, sharing stories from across the United States and around the world. To join the conversation, call 929-477-3572. That's 929-477-3572. Each week, we'll bring you our exclusive HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and your positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. Your weekly dose of hope. Pause I Am Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this December 3rd edition of Pause I Am Radio. I am your host, Robert Brining. I'm here uh, today. Uh, we just passed World AIDS Day, December 1st. Um, what a, a great day it is for us uh, living with HIV to kind of come out and talk about it, and it really brings the, the HIV AIDS stigma prep, the U equals U, that conversation was really brought to the table um, on Friday, December 1st. I saw a lot of uh, news articles, uh, campaigns online, uh, people were really getting involved and it really made me um, proud. Um, I actually had to work on December 1st um, at my bakery, um, but I was actually, uh, I went to uh, the bank to make a deposit in the middle of the day and when I came back, all of my employees had red ribbons on and, you know, it, it made my heart smile because they all were showing their support for me, you know, and, and for those that we have lost to the disease. Um, it's It's, it was an incredible feeling to have that kind of support at my work, and uh, that's one thing that I'll miss if I ever leave there, um, is, is like that family environment. Uh, having that support and being HIV positive is something that is very important. And I'm sure today's guest, uh, Mary Bowman, will account to that and, and speak about that. I'm excited to have Mary on again. I was looking back in the archives to see when we actually had Mary on the first time, and it was actually on my birthday. Um, so it was on uh, May 20th in 2012. So it's been um, it's been over five years since we've spoken with Mary, and I am excited to have her on. She has a new book coming out, Emerge. Uh, when she was on previously, she had uh, I believe it was her first book of poems coming out, um, which was Lotus. I remember hearing Mary speak um, in Dallas. I, I believe it was in, no, was it in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. I think it was in Texas. Yeah, Fort Worth. I don't know. It was somewhere in Texas, and she was speaking at the Napa, and it was the first time I ever heard anybody live do spoken word and I was captivated from the moment she opened her mouth and started sharing her story with her poetry it it kind of uh like put an anchor in my heart and sat with me and it I remember immediately thinking and and at the time Jeremy Dunn used to host the show with me and I looked over at Jeremy and I was like we got to get her on the show we got to get her on the show I was like I just uh, you know, it, it was amazing, and he and he agreed. And I remember going up to her. We had a book. She signed it for us, and 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 I, it all began there. And I, I think that was the beginning of her journey with uh, with HIV. I believe her her activism. Let, let's go ahead. I see Mary's on hold now, so let me just tell you a little bit about Mary. Uh, Mary Bowman is an internationally recognized motivational speaker, singer, and poet. She's a native of Washington D.C. She draws from her personal experience, both transparent and vulnerable 
whether it's within her poetry or song, her words, her allow, her words allow her to access spaces that aren't tra traditionally artistic, from local open mic nights to international conferences and beyond. And even here on Pause Iron Radio, Mary shares herself openly and proudly. So please help me welcome Mary Bowman to the show. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? Good, honey. How are you, you doing? Yeah. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. I can hear you. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I can hear you perfectly fine. How you been? I've been awesome. How about yourself? I've been great. I can't believe it's been five years. Um, you know, after looking back, I five know. years has been that long. It's crazy. I know when you said it, I was just like, wow, that's that's a lot of time <laughs> that has passed. And yeah, I don't right. think I've, I've seen you since Dallas, right? No, I don't think I don't think we have. I don't know if we ran. In, were you at the International AIDS Conference in 2012? Yes, I was. So I, yeah, we so I may have saw seen you there. But yeah, since then I haven't really been out too much. You know, since coming back last year, I, I kind of took some time off. But you've been a busy little bee since I've been gone. I see. Yes, busy, busy. I like it. I love it. So, so you have um, you had Love Boats come out in, in twenty. When was that? In twenty when? Twenty fourteen. That was when we were off the yeah. air. So, um, talk a little bit about that because I, I know we want to talk about Emerge, but I just I don't know anything about this. What that was that collection of poetry? So, tell me about that. Um, so, Love Boats was actually um, my introduction of my musicianship to the world. So, um, it's me singing. Um, love songs and doing poetry at the same time. Um, and so the story behind the project is I was in a relationship and fell in love with this woman and she, you know, broke my heart. But the relation, it was like a, a magnetic relationship. And so it affected me greatly. So I wrote a couple, I wrote a lot of songs about it and um, thus became Love Boats, Love Based on a True Story. Um, yeah, so that's, I like that. You're always smart with those little words, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Shout right. Out those acronyms. <laughs> so, so where do people get that, and and where where can I where can we find that at? Because that's something I don't I'm, I don't know about, and I'd like to to listen to it. You can definitely find it um, on all the major outlets. Um, it's on if you have like app app what is it Apple Apple Music now. I was about to say iTunes, but it's Apple Music. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Tidal has it, um, Spotify, YouTube. Um, cool. There's, yeah, so yeah, whatever your vice is, it's on there. That's awesome. Um, That's and awesome. if you want so the physical copy, it's also on Amazon. I'm sorry. If, it's also on Amazon. Amazon, if you Amazon? Want the physical copy. Yep. Oh, cool. Perfect. Now, that's what I was thinking the first spot when I was thinking, where was it? Amazon. But then you were telling me YouTube and all that. So that's cool, too. Um, so for people who aren't familiar with your story, um, maybe haven't heard the first episode that you did with us, give a little kind of backstory of, um, you know, how it all started for you or, or, or your story in general. You know, you don't have to go too deep into it. Just give a little bit of a, a root so people understand where you're coming from. Okay. So uh, what brought me to poetry? Um really was an assignment in the ninth grade. Um, so that's really, I guess, where it all began. Um, and what happened was I, my, te my ninth grade teacher told me to write a poem about something personal. And that was the first time I was allowed to get my emotions out. Um, 
you know, because my family was, you know, rather secretive about everything that, you know, we were going through. Um, and so growing up with things like um, HIV and losing my mother at the age of three and not having a memory of her um, and, you know, the various things that I've gone through, not being able to have an outlet um, led me to a dark depression. So when I found poetry, like when my, my teacher introduced me to poetry, um, it really changed my life. So that's where it started in the ninth grade. And then um, in around like 2008, 2009, I um, started going to an open mic called Spit That. And um, because I was able to be so vulnerable and so transparent, I um, decided to write this poem called Dandelions, which um, shared my HIV status publicly for the first time in a poem for me. And from there, people just started, um, like different organizations started inviting me out to speak and do poetry. Um, and that, that kind of snowballed into who I am today as an artist. Now, Dandelion, that's, uh, that's one of my favorites. That was one of the ones that you read at the conference there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was so, I was so happy to do that. NAPWA was that, that conference was my first um, conference ever going to HIV. Um, going to HIV, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was my first HIV right. positive um, <laughs> conference. Um, right. And it was amazing, like meeting so many HIV positive adults, because, you know, I came up at children, um, so I only mm -hmm. had my peers, but, you know, meeting so many different walks of life, you know, dealing with the same, the same thing that I was dealing with, it, it was really an amazing experience. And for the first time, I had never shared those poems, which are very close to my heart, with people who are, you know, dealing with the same thing that I'm dealing with. So that was an amazing experience. Yeah, it definitely was amazing to be in the in the audience listening to it. It was definitely moving, kind of like uh, it really touched my heartstrings, uh, you know. And that was why immediately I remember running up to you and being like, "Okay, before we leave this conference, Jeremy, we're sitting down with her, we're getting her information, you know, we're finding a way to make this happen." Because I never saw anybody express themselves like that in person before. You know what I mean? Like I've seen it maybe yeah. on TV, you know what I mean, in a movie, but to to be there, you know what I mean? It, it felt like I was in a movie. It was just like you zoned in and just felt every word that came out of, out of your mouth. It just felt like real. And that's why, you know, that's why everybody fell in love with you. <laughs> yeah, it is real. <laughs> it's very real. <laughs> you know, one of the, um, one of the poems that, uh, in, in the new book emerge, let, let's talk about that. Um, you know, actually before, I'm sorry, before I go on to that, I want to just talk a little bit about your HIV history. So people know where, you come in that area. Can you can you talk a little bit on that? Yeah, yeah. so um, my biological mother um, transitioned in 1992, um, and she was living with AIDS um, and and actually succumbed to that. Um, and so I was born HIV positive. Um, and so in in my experience, I always had children's hospital i mean from infancy and so children's hospital is really 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 they 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 have played such a, a major part in my life um because we had support groups like you know when i got into the, my adolescent years we had support groups we had um outings we we did everything together they i mean you name it we did it 
Um, and so that was my HIV experience. So I had that. And then, then I had to come to the real world, which was like school or church. Um, and I couldn't be HIV positive in these spaces. Um, and so dealing with that, um, you know, was, was really, really challenging growing up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's basically all you've ever known. So it's a little bit, you know, it's, how do I say it? It's, 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 it's just you, you know what I mean? I guess it's different as a kid, you know, having that and growing with it and it's just always, be, always being there. Was it, do you, I don't, I don't say, do you think it's easier to accept, but do you, do, was it difficult to accept when you realized what it was and you were, you know, more able to understand it? Um, my initial feeling towards it was innocent because I was in the fourth grade when I found, when I found out. So when I initially found out, um, you know, it was, you know, it was just another thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't big to me. But what happened was I went to school the next day and we just so happened to be talking about Ryan White that day. Um, and so I raised my hand and I told the whole class that I had HIV and, you know, back in the nineties, that, that's just, that just wasn't okay. Um, because, you know, everybody knows why. <laughs> um, and so, you know, my mom, the, you know, my, my, so what, let me t- explain the story. Um, I have two moms. So my mother who transitioned in 1992 and my mom who raised me, um, who was my father's wife. And so when I found out, oh, when I told the, the, the kids at school, my, you know, the teacher called my mom and she sat me down and she explained to me that, you know, basically that the world is very cruel and this is our secret. And you can basically, you know, we go to children's and that's your space to, you know, be, you know, mm-hmm. not that these are her words, but basically that's where you can talk about it freely. But these people don't understand. And, you know, she didn't, she wanted to protect me. So I wasn't allowed to talk about it. And that was a, and that, and so for, for me to feel so great about, not even great, but for me to, for me to be okay f- about it. And then have that experience in like the same, almost the same moment was like really, really hard. Um, I took, so it was a challenge after, after I told the class that I had HIV, it was a challenge. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, questions. So let's move on to uh, the book. I want to take a quick break. I want to play this week's HIV scoop with Josh Robbins and one of uh, this week's positive message from Rise Up to HIV and Kevin Maloney. And we will be back in probably about three minutes with Mary Bowman. Mary, you, uh, you hold for us? Yeah, sure. All right. We'll be right back with Mary Bowman. And here is this week's HIV scoop. This is the all-new HIV Scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusively for Paws I Am Radio. This week's buzzworthy sexual health news in under two minutes. Here's Josh Robbins with this week's HIV Scoop. Well, hello, Robert and listeners. How are y'all? Are you, are you just not feeling the, the holiday spirit? I tell you what, it seems like Thanksgiving and Christmas just popped on us quick. But there is one day, World AIDS Day, that I was super excited about, and there's a ton of reasons why, and we had a few surprises. Madonna 
Did you see this? Madonna posted on her Twitter her own cover of Britney Spears' Toxic, honor of World AIDS Day, along with the tweet that silence equals death. Super cool. Check out some of it right now. And next, we finally heard from Tyler Orr. Now, just a quick reminder. Tyler, about three years ago, was charged with non-disclosure of his HIV status prior to a sexual encounter with someone. And it really blew my mind. And this has been a story that I've been following for quite some time. From the very beginning, actually, Tyler did an exclusive uh, HIV scoop interview with me. It was a two-part video interview. And, and he explained the circumstance. And since then, Tyler was advised, probably very smartly by his attorney to to hush up. And so that was the last that we have heard. And those of you that follow I'm still Josh.com, we launched a viral campaign. I support for the uh, ORR for Tyler uh, in support of him, the circumstance, because we believed him and there was something that just wasn't right. Well, a few weeks ago, we found out that the case was put on hold and I desperately was just waiting for Tyler to be able to speak publicly. And he finally Finally has, and he's thanked his supporters. And the exclusive statement that Tyler is making is available on my blog, I'mStillJosh.com. So you've got to check it out. It's the lead story and will be for about a week or so. All of that happened on World AIDS Day. I'm Josh Robbins. This was your HIV scoop. Hello, everyone. My name is Alicia. Some call me Lovely or Healedly. In 2001, I was diagnosed HIV positive. And you know, I had an option. Allow that diagnosis to overtake my life or I overtake HIV. And that is exactly what I did. I took a stand. I took a stand to know that I am healed, that I am prosperous, that I am a beautiful and loving person and I deserve to be loved. HIV does not define me. I define HIV. I'm happy, I'm inspirational, and I am vibrant. I love myself. And I encourage you that if you received any diagnosis, if you received any terrible news, take a stand, know who you are, and continue on your path to greatness. I encourage you to stay happy. And there you have it. Thank you, Josh Robbins and Kevin Maloney. Um, for more information on Josh, uh, go to I'mStillJosh.com, Kevin Maloney. Uh, you can search uh, Rise Up to HIV on our social media. And we are back with today's guest, author of Emerge, Mary Bowman. Mary, are you with me? I'm with you. You're with me. So what, what did you do on World AIDS Day? Um, so my World AIDS Day started on that Thursday. I went to Baltimore. Um for a program done by BTAN and AHF, which is AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so they had a program where they had a couple of different artists. We had a dancer, a singer, um, I did some poetry, and um, they also had some advocates from, from the community come and share their stories as well. So, And then on World AIDS nice. Day, um, I did a presentation at a church and then I ran over to um, a theater in DC 
and did some stuff there with um along with AHS and another organization. Um so yeah, you know, just doing poetry. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, that's mm-hmm. cool. Doing your thing. So so let's talk about the new book. Let's talk about Emerge. Tell me Tell me about it. I mean, I, I read some of the poems. The ones that I loved were uh, completely honest, uh, coming out. Daddy's Demise really struck a chord with me um, when I was reading it, you know, because I lost my dad in 2001 to cancer. So reading some of it and the words that you used, and it just kind of really, you know, hit home with me. So tell me a little bit about, you know, tell me about what this, this book differs from, from Lotus. Um, this book is a deeper dive into who mm. I am. Um, and what what makes Mary Bowman Mary Bowman? Um, it also represents the things that I have emerged um, from. Um, things like dealing with my emotions about my father, or growing up HIV positive. You know, all of these things I am learning to, or I have to learn to emerge out of. Um, and so that's basically what the book represents. Which um, which one of the, the poems is your favorite? Do you have one? Hmm. I don't. I got a couple. I got a couple <laughs> that I really that I really like. Um, I don't have one favorite though. Okay, well, do you want to read one for I, us? I'm sure you I, have one up. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Sure. 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 You were gonna pick one. Um, you were gonna pick was, one, weren't you? Was, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and and that's the thing. I was about to say that if I had a favorite, if I if I had to say I had a favorite one, I guess this one that I'm going to share would be my favorite one. Um, it's the introduction to the book, um, and it's called Morning. The morning is sweet, kind. You know, the kind of dew-like kiss that lingers all day, electric. The morning, a freedom dance balanced as the world turns my face toward the sun. I haven't always loved the morning. Grimace quite often as the sun broke my eyes wide open, so violent. Morning used to be a sad song. Revelation that death had yet to sweep me away in the night. Though countless hours I waited, wondered what it smelled like. Death, did it drift softly beneath bedroom doors? Will it love me as its hands take inventory of my body? Funny, I call these moments sacrifice. God called it selfish, silly. Said I'm called to places higher than my bedroom floor. I didn't care. Too busy with these tears caught in the bottom of my throat like strands of hair with a voodoo of fear. A trauma-induced hex injected in my vocabulary looked in the mirror and saw a shell of myself. Here's the truth. I'd never known death until it walked past my hospital room door, leaned its shoulder against the post and whispered, I heard you were looking for me. Could barely speak. I replied, yes. But I found God in the moments you left me waiting. Wasn't easy. A little empty at first, the conversations. The reacquaintance of omni-connected presence is awkward. Ask God why she is always leaving me. She said she was going to ask me the same thing. Death spoke again. Be careful what you ask for. I don't visit folks too often. Most times I'm an Uber for the soul. Let's just call this hospital state of yours the cancellation fee. 
Death left me that morning to mourn what was left of me. Mornings make mercies brand new, and I found myself brand new, just like that morning. Decided against continuing to be who I was and settled for being who I wanted to be, a morning woman, intentional and whole. Beautiful. Thank you. It's beautiful, Thank beautiful. <laughs> and just coming from you, just it just like just the way that you are saying it, like it 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 just flows. Like I feel like it just it's just natural to you. I mean, that's what that's what makes it so good. You know what I mean? Like it, it's pure <laughs> talent. Um, the way that you're nobody able to do it is, do is me there like things me. that you do? <laughs> nobody can. Nobody. That's true. Um, is there is there any like things that you do? Um, like kind of to to get yourself in that creative mood to start writing is there any kind of like routines that you do or um i'm creative by nature so the inspiration comes um sometimes i set the mood sometimes i you know i don't have to i you know but i setting the mood is what i do anyway like light incense or or burn a candle right. or listen to a song or you know what i'm saying those are things that i do regularly so mm, i wouldn't ha i wouldn't say that i need a, a certain kind of space to create but are there times when you're just walking around and like boom something hits you and you just pull out your pad and you just definitely like, boom, and start writing it down yes definitely yeah. and um i'll I'm, i mostly do voice voice notes and when it when i'm on the go music hits me mm -hmm. um it's it's more music than poetry um because music is my first love um and so when I'm on the go, I sing little tunes, I make up songs, and I sing them in my little voice notes. Um, and sometimes I go get back to them later, and they become whole songs, or sometimes they're just bursts of creation. You know, one of um, one of the ones that I, uh, the poems that you have in, in Emerge, that I, I kind of really felt touched, you know, when I was reading it was uh, Completely Honest. And, you know, it kind of talked about, you know how everything started with you with reading it for the first time at the open mic and then kind of moving into um you know how at the end of the day as everybody loved you you didn't love yourself i remember you know your words obviously mm -hmm. are better than mine you know what i mean but like yeah, i yeah. i got that that like I, when you were there and you were meeting us and going through that like it was great and all that but there was still a piece of you that was like you know still needing to love Very yourself a little bit more and that's yeah. something we all kind of yeah and we all struggle with that but we hide it so well <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so you, we're, can't we're hide great it. you can't you can't hide it in your poetry right you can't seem to hide it when you write right and so that's the thing my poetry challenged me to be real in real life like that's that's why i i, I like so emerge came because i was coming off of a hiatus i needed to take a break because um, quite honestly, I had started taking advantage of the blessing that God had given me. Like it be, it became, it became like uh, mechanical. Um, somebody would invite me out, and I would just come spit a poem, get the check, and you know, bounce. Um, and of right. course, I would connect with people, but I wasn't being authentically one hundred percent me. Um, and mm. so, I, you know, I, I wanted to change for myself, so I decided to go you know, work at a furniture store. Um, and I was selling furniture and, you know, I got tired of them making me lie to people about furniture prices. And so um, <laughs> I, left the, <laughs> I, I left the furniture store 
Um, and really my first thought for this book, quite honestly, is I need a product because I'm an artist and I need to, I need something to help propel me back to the world. That was the first thought. And then the miracle was at gathering all of these poems, I was just like, OMG. I couldn't believe I wrote some <laughs> of the stuff like on like, so I'm dead honest. Like I couldn't believe that I was, I was literally writing myself I was literally writing my emerge. I was emerging in my poems. And so mm. it uh, this this book is is so intentional. I'm so happy about this book. I'm it's like the the it's if if I had to say I had a favorite project, this is my favorite project. <laughs> mm. You took my next question right now. I was going to ask you what's the favorite thing, <laughs> you know, the most your favorite thing that you created, you know. But, um, I guess you, you kind of told us, well, yeah, see that, well, that, that's it. That's a, even a, a better reason to make people go out and get it. Um, it's, it's touching. Let's read a, um, well, I know one of the ones that you did is HIV is not a crime. Can you tell us how that came about and, and, and what made you create that one? Um, so I was invited to do AIDS watch. Um, I believe, I think it was a couple of years ago. Somebody invited me to come do AIDS AIDS watch and you know do some poems, um, mm -hmm. and because and and to explain a little bit about what AIDS watch is, it's the time where all the advocates gather to go talk to Congress and you know create change on a on a on a law level. Um, and so I wanted to write something that's that spoke to that. Um, and I had been hearing about this story with Aunt Adam Plindle, Um and it and when I read about the story, um, it inspired me to write a poem um, because I, I I just believe that everybody should take personal responsibility for the choices that they make, and um, you know this man went to jail for having consensual sex, protected, and just because you found out that he had HIV and he didn't tell you. He has to. He lost his his whole freedom. I think. I think now he has it back. But um, I just thought that that just really rubbed me the wrong way because that could happen. That could very well happen to me. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I know mm -hmm. how people feel about. I know how people feel about disclosure, and I totally understand that. Um, but we all have to be responsible for what we do. Um, just like we have to be. We have a responsibility. You have a responsibility to ask. You know what I'm saying? What who you don't know who you're sleeping with? Like that's your problem, bro. Like, yeah. So right. I wrote a poem about it, <laughs> and um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, I was just wondering how it came about and 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 where because I know in there you you speak of uh, Nick Rhodes, who's you know who's been on the show and and shared his story here with us, and um, so you know it just kind of struck a chord because I knew these people that you're that you're speaking of, you know, within the poem. Right, right, right. Yeah, Nick Rhodes. Cool. I'm sorry, that's his name. Adam Plindle was the good, the the other guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I hear he's doing well, right? Like now he, you know, yeah, for, he's okay. Yeah, yeah, he's doing yeah. great. From what but I everybody hear. doesn't so, uh, doesn't see. make it. Everybody's story isn't that. So no, I mean even uh, Josh was speaking about the one in the scoop earlier, Tyler Orr. Um, I'm not real familiar with it, but it's something that he was following closely that, um, you know, that obviously was uh, within HIV criminalization. I mean, it's a big topic. It's something that, you know, us living with HIV, we really fear, 
you know, it's something that it's scary. You know, having the conversation itself is scary, but then knowing that you could possibly prosecute it is, is even layer on top of layer of scary. You know what I mean? Like, and it's incredible. What are your thoughts on the U equals U campaign? That was kind of a big thing that they were talking about. I saw the uh, Bruce Richmond, uh, the founder of the campaign uh, on live TV in Canada. Um, what are your thoughts on that campaign? I have not heard about it, actually. What? Um, what? Yeah, I have not heard about it. And uh, you know what? I have not actually been in the HIV world in maybe maybe uh, over a year. Um, and to explain why, um, <laughs> I'm I I removed HIV advocate from my you know my titles. I guess you know right. how I you know Mary Bowman poet, singer, motivational speaker. I removed HIV advocate out of that because I didn't want to just be reduced to my disease. And mm. because I, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, um, totally. I totally understand and, that. And I, and I have to, right. And so, and that's what that poem that you completely honest talks about. It's just like, mm. I kind of was thrust into this life of being an HIV advocate. Um, not that I didn't love every moment of it. I did. Um, but I was thrust into it without ever making the decision that this is who I really wanted to be. Um, mm. it, yeah. So I had to make a decision like, is this really, really, really the route I want to go? And not that I don't want to be an HIV advocate. I just want to be an advocate for people. I want to be an advocate for right. people living their best lives, period. Whether you have HIV, diabetes, cancer, whatever, whatever else. Uh, I'm not sure if I lost so, you there. Uh, oh. Okay, there you are. No, no, no. I, I I lost you there for a second, but no, I totally understand where you're where you're coming from, and okay. it and it and it makes a, a lot of sense. I mean, you know, you have a you know, you, you trust me. It's it's I I understand where you're coming from. But anyway, the U equals U campaign for those who are listening who may not know what it is, um, it's uh, the fact that if you are HIV positive and have an undetectable viral load. Um, you are untransmittable. You're unable to trans transmit the virus to your partner. You undetectable equals untransmittable. It's just a campaign that's been going on um, that, you know, is encouraging people to break down stigma and encouraging those living with HIV to get on treatment and become undetectable so they can, you know, have that normal love life, relationship, sex, all that things that, that they think that they can't have after a diagnosis. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that that's what that's about. But so okay, let's go. Uh, we have a few more minutes left. So can you read one more of uh, your poems from Emerge, and then um, we'll kind of leave with that. Sure. Um, so I have to be honest. I don't have my book in front of me. Um, so if okay. I stumble over a few words, <laughs> um, that's why. Um, but I want to share this poem called "This Skin." This skin I'm in today, honey, it ain't my yesterday skin. Soft and undercounted for. Nah, this skin is like magic now. This skin didn't come with any fucks. This skin is inappropriately appropriate. This skin is finding its niche. Ain't been this bold before ever. This skin is perfect. This skin is vibrant holy and acceptable in the eyes of the Almighty. This skin 
make your skin want to know what kind of God this skin been talking to because this skin is testimony. Shine so bright, this skin. I appreciate this skin. I worked hard for this skin. Baby, let me tell you, I love the skin I'm in. Mm. That's beautiful. I remember reading that one um, uh, right before the show started. And uh, <laughs> I love the fact that you said the skin didn't come with any socks. <laughs> I kind of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and it's not, it ain't my skin of yesterday's skin, you know. It's each day yeah. as, you know, as we grow as humans and we evolve, we kind of shed layers of skin of who we are and, and what we want to become. So it's beautiful. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You definitely are talented. Let me tell you that, Miss Mary. So tell me, where can people find you online? How can they contact you? Is there a website? Yes, there's a website. Um, you can find me at marybowman.strikingly.com. Um, and so that has um, everything you need, the emer how to get emerged, how to get love boats. <laughs> Sounds good. So we'll also put everything up on social media so people can contact you. Um, and uh, check us out on social media at PauseIM Radio. Uh, we will be returning next Sunday um, at 2 p.m. with our guest, uh, Michael Hagar. And he'll be uh, again joining us again next Sunday, which is the 10th of December. I'm excited that uh, he'll be joining us. He's a great guy. So let's move on to uh, next positive message, and then we'll be played out. Hope you all have a great week, and we will see you next week. I don't have any issues with having HIV because I've accepted it. And I know no matter what, everything's going to be okay. I have two options, choose to be sad about it or be proactive and positive. I'd rather be happy. So I educate myself, which creates confidence. And I understand why other people make jokes or may hate it. It's because they don't understand it. So they are scared which is a natural human reaction. So therefore, I don't take it personal. I educate them to help them feel comfortable. I stay calm and normal because my energy will be their energy. I don't care about what people think. I know the truth about HIV and I'm okay with that. What others say does not affect my life. I have a choice to allow that energy in or not. That's theirs to keep, not mine. I know I will live. I know I can have kids without them contracting. I know I can be in a relationship and have all the sex I want. What more can I ask for? I may have less energy some days. I take meds every day. I go to the doctors every six months for a checkup on my health. That's not so bad to me. We gotta just accept what is, enjoy life day to day, and let the rest go. This is why I don't worry. My medicine is just a daily routine. It's not an HIV reminder. I choose to live a normal life. I mean, my life is normal. I just have a manageable virus that I take meds for. That's all. Thanks for listening to Pause I Am Radio, your dose of hope. Connect with the show at pauseiamradio.com or on social media. And we'll see you next time.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.